Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, it's going to be a pretty simple one. We're going to address some brief news involving, well, methods, retirement, uh, Florida roster changes. Uh, that's all we have as of now, but could be heating up. Uh, and we're going to talk about maybe a little bit of news from Activision regarding the next Call of Duty title or the release that could possibly be coming this year. And then we're just going to do basically a full podcast talking about the matches, the tournament, deep diving into a few matches, talking about um, some major points of the tournament. And then as we get teams that are being eliminated, maybe talk about uh, potential roster changes or teams we think should blow it up and maybe make a roster change or two or three or maybe four, just get rid of the whole team, squad, wipe them. But we'll get into all of that. Uh, if you guys enjoy this one on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review on there. And let's get right into it. Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, Monday. Doing, feeling pretty good. Doing good. Some good cuddles being watched this weekend. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to get into it. I was able to catch actually more than I thought I was going to be able to because like randomly during the day... Um, we were talking about like prize picks with my friends that I was with, and we were betting on like NBA games, like prize picks, games like that. Um, and then they noticed that I like was making a ton of money on COD, and they were like, "Wait, let's do this!" Like uh, a lot of my friends that I'm with like play COD, but like don't really watch competitively. Like they play games, just uh, mm-hmm. not in that way. Like they're like, "Oh, we'll play Fortnite and stuff, Warzone stuff like that." And they were like, "Screw, it, let's bet on this with you." And so we started to like watch a couple random COD matches, like when we were eating lunch and stuff, and we were just hitting everything. So prize picks. Shout out to Price Picks. Come sponsor us. Um, we'll be some great spokespeople for you. But I was farming cash. I felt good about the matches this weekend. I made a few hundred bucks on Prize Picks, just farming the over unders. Mm-hmm. You so, were farming, and one was of our friends cash. was not farming. <laughs> yeah, one of our friends lost a couple hundred. I, I wasn't with him to give him advice, so that's probably why. But I was farming. Yeah. I was feeling it. I refused to bet any unders. Every time I bet an under, it would lose, and it's not fun to watch. When you're betting yeah. unders, I was like, nope, I'm only picking people I think are going to hit the overs in certain matches facts so i was able to catch a lot more than i thought i did i basically caught like <clears throat> pretty much every match all of sunday everything like that um yep and it was a good tournament it was entertaining it, it definitely was and we got uh, a couple other things to get into before we uh talk about uh, the matches in the major first thing probably the story of the weekend if you're uh excluding the matches obviously it was zinni methods announces retirement came out on stage at his home major in boston and Addressed mm-hmm. the crowd. He had his family there and everything. It was a, a good speech and basically said, you know, he's retiring, moving on to the content game. He did say the future is green. So I don't know what that meant. I don't know. That was just like, a, hey, I'm going to the optic. I'm going to the green wall. I'm joining optic. That wouldn't be shocking at all if he joined optic as like a content creator or something. But um, methods retired. Uh, kind of shocking, I guess. Not insanely shocking from the fact that I, I would have thought it was coming soon with how much success he saw in the content game in that brief stint, but like still wild that like randomly another kind of legend Mm -hmm. of the scene who's been around forever, just retired and he's gone. I know know the the captain of the Boston breach is, you know, out of nowhere. (laughs) It's not like he was like leaving either because he just like sucks. If that's not the case. He's he's still good. Sometimes you see those pros where it's like at the end of their career, even like a guy like Aches, who I love all time legend, like at the end of his career in MW, he was dropping point sixes and, um, I don't know if it was because of lack of skill he had or just he just didn't care anymore mm-hmm. and he just wasn't trying and like you kind of see people like yeah it's time but like Zinni was still playing fine he could have easily continued to be a starter in the league definitely I just you know I think he said his mind was my was on the content game ever since he got dropped for ultra that year mm-hmm. so tough. He wants to you can't blame him can't blame him and he probably talked to like scump and everything who's one of his best friends and saw the level of stress get relieved from him mm-hmm. since he hasn't been competing and he was like damn I, I could use that and maybe he didn't believe necessarily that his Boston team could win this year with the way they've been playing and like at that point if you're already on the fence and you don't think your team could win maybe you're just like eh, sorry but I, I'm just gonna, gonna relieve the stress for myself and just take this year off and I feel like a lot of people are retiring because it's the first year of MW and like we'll talk about this in a little bit but we're going to get a second year of MW. And if they're like, man, I hate this game. I, I just don't know if I can do it this year. They're probably like, I ain't going to be able to do it next year either. It's the same game. Yeah, definitely. So, too, too much stress, probably. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That could be the case. Um, and as we go to like talk about Boston, we'll talk about like potential roster moves. We already know Beans is basically coming into the lineup, but 
Um, we don't have to address mm-hmm. that much because we know Bean's insanely talented player. He's coming in, but this isn't like a, a rumored roster move. It's basically like confirmed. Um, yeah. We can maybe talk about a little more when we get to the matches and get to, to Boston. Um, second piece, an actual roster change that happened. Major Maniac was dropped, not only benched, but he was dropped. He said he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, completely dropped from the Florida organization. Apparently, Brack is returning to the lineup, and they're also potentially looking at going after Dan Ghosty. I don't know if that would be for who I know in the past he had played a flex. Um, so that could be for a guy like Dave Patty. Um, if they're bringing Brack in to be the main AR, could be for uh, one of the subs, because I'm sure he could play a sub as well. But I know he's done both. So apparently looking at Dan Ghosty to join um, the roster along with Brack, who's for sure coming back in, apparently. So Florida making moves. Yeah, that's, that's making another move too. Not just one, two. Yeah, I just... If it's just Brack coming in to replace Major Maniac, they're just going to go from bottom of the pack to bottom of the pack. <laughs> yeah, they'll go from 10th to 9th. <laughs> I, don't, I might even say they'll go, what were they? They finished dead last this weekend. I guess they'll go from whatever they are, 10, 11. They might not move. They might go down one. Maybe they go up one. But yeah. let me tell you, it's not helping them crack into that top eight. Yeah, de- definitely not. So, something needs to change, but I don't know if they'll make two changes because that's, you know, that org seems to do. Whatever they want to do, not what's best for the players at the time. It seems like they seem to get sometimes like too loyal to players in a way. Mm-hmm. Like they they get involved in the relationship with the player and they like him, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna keep him forever, even though it's not working. And it's like, okay, time time to move on. Like it's not working. And they just they just continue to stay involved, and they haven't been ever afraid to dip into challengers. So like, I do think a move to Dan Ghosty could be like the one thing that could catapult them. Mm-hmm. Like to being, I don't think a top team, but being better and more competitive because, like, every time they have dipped into challengers, like, they found some decent talent. I mean, they found Neptune. Uh, he didn't end up being the best, but he's he's decent. The big ones, obviously, um, I wouldn't really consider him like a challenger, challengers player, but they dipped in and got Pharaoh when he was in challengers. And obviously, like, he had a history of success and everybody knew he was nasty. Um, mm-hmm. And he panned out for them winning a couple events. They found Awakening, who obviously one of the better players in the league now. Um, so Florida history of dipping into challenges, maybe they'll find Dan Ghosty and he can propel them to, you know, being a contending top eight team. Yeah, potentially. I'd have to see him play though. I'm not I'm not convinced that Dan Ghosty is at the level of a Pharaoh or Awakening. I think he can be no. very good, but like I mean Pharaoh was like at his peak in all time talent, and Awakening is a very, very, very high level talent. Definitely not those those guys, but you know. He can he can bring something. Yeah, something more than like a Havoc's gonna bring or uh Mr. Dave Patty as much as you love him. I haven't really, I haven't really watched too much Dave Patty in this game, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um yep. last thing, Activision, kind of a weird cryptic news thing here. We don't exactly know what to say because we don't exactly know what it means yet. Um but they said today that there's a full annual premium release in the Call of Duty franchise launching this fall. Um Basically, like the quote from like the blog or whatever it is says across the Call of Duty franchise, our teams are working to amplify the success of the fourth quarter with 2023 plans, including even more engaging live services across platforms and the next full annual premium release in the blockbuster series referring to Call of Duty. Um, This is from Charlie Intel. And then they replied that this is not a Treyarch game. Um, Bloomberg reported last year that this fall's title would be an expansion to MW2 from Sledgehammer Games. I'm not sure that's a typo. If Sledge would be the studio like expanding on it, or if he meant to type Infinity Ward and like they just mistyped it, um, yeah. Activision keeps calling this fall's release a full premium annual release. Um, interesting, right? Because when I saw that before, I saw the not a Treyarch game. I was like, please, dear God, tell me they saw how bad this game is, and they said uh, Treyarch's gonna go a year Only. earlier. <laughs> um, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So we can rule that out. So it sounds like maybe this means that they're going to make us pay $70 for like the expansion of maps and everything, which kind of an L in my opinion. Yeah, I would definitely think so since, you know, they need make their money every year yeah. from the games. Yeah, they're missing that billion dollars that they get from the new release. Yep. But I mean, talk about an L in a, in a world where um, our, our video game world, I should say, where we're going to more and more and more studios making a free to play game. Obviously, with Fortnite and all these different battle royales and Valorant and you know forever League of Legends, like all these like top tier titles have been free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have all these, and it, it seems like it's going more and more that way. Like every time a game comes out, it seems like 
well, that one's free to play. Like, I'll try it out. And I know for a fact it's helped me try more games because there's a lot of games I want to pay for. I know it's done that for you, too. Yeah, I ain't trying to pay for those games. <laughs> like, a lot of random games that I'm like, yeah, I want to try it, but I don't really want to pay 60, 70 bucks, whatever it would be, for yep. it, even like 30 bucks. I just, yeah, I don't really want to because I know I won't play it that much. But if it's free, I'll give it a, a crack here and there. Um, and you know what Call of Duty said? They said, no, all these people are having success with free to play. We're going to make you pay twice. Right to the opposite. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't exactly know that I feel great about that. I feel like everybody paying you a total of a billion dollars and then all your microtransaction billions that you get should maybe be enough, but uh, I guess they don't agree with us. Money hungry. They need the more money. <laughs> I, I guess. They really do need their more money, I guess. <laughs> um, let's talk about the major now. We have about 10 minutes yep. on news. Let's spend the next whatever, half an hour to hour, however long we're going to spend. Talking about the matches, we don't need to spend like a terrible amount of time on like a loser's round one match between like a, a, a I don't know, like a Gorillas and a Legion or something, but we're going to yeah. basically go round by round, maybe winner's round one down to a couple loser's rounds back up to winners. Just kind of go round by round, highlight some matches. First one, um, at the top of the winner's round, we're not really going in order of the matches they happen, but top of the winner's round, Optic versus LA Thieves. Uh, was honestly a Pretty good match to kick off. Um, winners, well, obviously, no, it wasn't the first match that happened, but we're just going in order of how the bracket is. Um, but Optic versus Thieves, Dashy with a heroic series for them. Hook kind of had a struggle bus series here. Um, Illy was fine, you know, Shotzi's fine, but Dashy was really putting the team on his back, really, really, yeah. really performed well in the searches. Yeah, last search, game five, 13 and four. Yeah, and. In the first search, when they won six one, he was eight and three. Also, yeah, he's that boy's frying. Yeah, I thought it was nice to see them win a hard point too, because LA Thieves looked pretty good in hard point, and they yeah. played a tight control. And we found out later on in their losers run that LA Thieves might have been the best control team or was the best control team at the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in that map four hard point, though, Dashi twenty nine and twenty one, Illy had a pretty good series, and overall maybe a little bit shakier of a weekend for Illy. He didn't necessarily have the best weekend. Um especially when you compare it to his uh, to his season so far online and everything. He's been very good over this split. But mm-hmm. um, and this one, you know, not necessarily the best weekend for him, but a good way to get on the board. And this made me, you know, have faith that Optic was going to potentially be able to pull out some magic this weekend. And, you know, they had a chance to. Yeah, definitely. It really came back down to earth a little bit. Doing his normal point nine, I would say. Yeah, and like overall on the weekend, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, Illy ended up having a point eight three on the weekend. So you know, eh, Shotzi oh. was at, at a one. Mm-hmm. Where's Dashy here? A little bit lower, but yeah, and Dashy was overall at a one point oh six. Um, but you know, I think. I don't know. I, I think it was a, a good series for Optic to kick off. I was a little bit worried after the map one that they get smoked because I didn't know that LA Thieves was going to look so good in certain respawns on the weekend, but it kind of played out how I would expect it, honestly, because like I've never thought of this Thieves team as a great search team. And this Optic team, I think, has potential to be like the best search team in the game with this roster or right up there. So them winning two searches wasn't shocking to me, but sent LA Thieves to the loser's bracket. Yep. On the other hand, a shocking match to me for the result was Rocker versus Subliners. Um, I definitely thought Rocker had a chance to win, but I, I really thought that Subliners definitely had the upper hand in this one and more likely than not were going to win, and they were not able to pull it out. They lost in a map five to Minnesota. Yeah. The Bants, the Bants is going crazy. Yeah, I mean, Bants the whole weekend was going crazy. It wasn't just this match. Like Bands had a great weekend. It was that uh Cold War Bands when they won it. Yeah, he was just I mean go to the overall KD leaderboard and you got Celium, Hydra, Octane, Awakening, and then in fifth, Bands. Like I haven't seen a performance like that. We've seen good performances out of Bands, but not uh as much as we have like in the slaying department as we did this weekend. Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, the sub of the league too. Yeah, now that scumps out of there. Yeah, um, you know what I mean though. It's like we we've seen bands have great performances, but they're they're point nine fives where he's just doing all the great dirty work. Yeah, um, but this was more of a performance of like he wasn't not like doing the dirty work. I mean, he still was, but like he was also slaying out, making big plays, like leading the team in slaying. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is good to see a little throwback performance in, in this series. He led the lobby in damage, maybe unexpected, and kind of helped to drag his team through. Um, went 9-7 and seven in that final map 5. I think it's worth noting, though, Afro, stats might not show it, .98, but he was moving in this series as well. Um, really opening things up, uh, especially in Search and Destroy. He had 11 in both searches and was just like first blood, first blood, first blood. I think it was a series where he had like six first bloods in map 5. Yeah, it wasn't that was uh the game five. Yeah. And he had six first bloods, like something absurd like that. He was moving. Um I know New York had the struggles with their flight and they were sleeping in the airport and all that struggles, but still it's a big big thing to get on the board um for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I definitely thought Bloodliners had this, not gonna lie, in the bag. Yeah, I think maybe some of the travel issues could have affected them, but still, you got to get it done. Um, got to yeah. be able to win regardless. But like, yeah, like you said, thought subliners had in the bag, and I was all of a sudden shocked. And then all of a sudden, I was looking at it like, wow, my optic pick might be looking pretty good to win it all because they now avoid subliners who maybe are the best team in the game. They get to play in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Did not pan out that way for optic, but. Minnesota was not just a fluke win here. They overall had a very good weekend. I mean, they were up 5-3 with a chance to go to grand finals and blew it. So they, they were right there this weekend. It was so close. It was kind of ice up. Yeah. Um, next match, though. Ultra versus Gorillas in that round one. A pretty boring match, for being honest. This is probably the snoozer of the first round, in my opinion. Um, yeah, kind of. We were getting these two yeah, teams it was, matched with each other. And the, the one map they won, LAG, was the Albagra uh, control, where they honestly kind of got a little bit fried, but ended up just able to pull it out. Um, but, I mean, in the hard points, it just really wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. Just kind of two blowouts, and Toronto won a search, which is like basically, we kind of thought that LAG probably would have had Nezlo to win this, um, or yeah. just come out and fry their hard points, how they had been, but they... Didn't even look like they were in the same class. Yeah. Especially game line. I sh- shout out Zuma for the... I mean, shout out Salt, Fairbank, and Zuma's 4-23 record. Yeah, like at one point he was 4-24. <laughs> yep. He didn't finish the map, though. I don't know if we can count it, because he didn't finish the map. He did drop a point three five in map 1, though. And, um, yeah. Point three five is probably better than it should have been, though, huh? Because he was like he was like 4-24, 4-25 at one point, and he ended up like finishing uh, like 5-1 or 5-2. Yeah. He... He he was a four and twenty four pop three piece kitchen hill yeah hotel. yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it, the point as weird as that sounds point three five might be like deceivingly good for how he played that map yeah as real. wild as that sounds but this was just kind of a dominating series and I would say I'm ready to move on from it because like it's what we expected Scrappy yeah, came I, out and dominated them this this team Toronto is just a lot better than LAG more be- better and te- more talented. Yeah, I mean, could be time for another LAG roster change. I just don't know that even with this this weekend Wait, and the talent they've potentially shown, I don't know that I can ever see them getting to the point where they can compete with Toronto. I'd have just done who they would pick up or do. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's like challenges players, but like I don't really know that their sub duo is the issue. I like the talent of Exceed in them. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a flex player you could find in challengers that could replace Assault. Like, the upside's just not really there. And Ghosty? <laughs> yeah, potentially, but I, I guess Florida might snatch him up first. Yeah, um, let's go to the next one. Yeah, Boston Breach versus Atlanta Phase. This one ha- is almost deceivingly close with the three-two. Um, it was close early on, but those final two maps in this series were brutal. Like Phase destroyed Boston in those final two maps. Oh yeah, you're not wrong. I don't think I actually watched this one. Did we? Be it was like. Boston came out and you could tell like feeding off the energy of the crowd. Nero was piecing, Wake was piecing. They just like came out and they dominated this map one. Like Selium, obviously, you see he had a point six. They just kind of came out and just took it to him in the map one. And then in the search and destroy, they got kind of rolled. Uh six two. A BZ was blood and Selium was piecing. It was just it was a rough map. And then it was a close control. They win it. And I'm like, okay. Like I was feeling good about my Boston pick because obviously, you know, uh, I picked Boston to win this one like a crazy upset at home. Um, 32 and 16 from Wake in game three. I'm like, okay, Boston has two cracks to close this out. They got destroyed. Like 250 to 105 is being generous for how much they probably should have got 100 point club, but just like barely didn't. And then they got six owed in map five. Jesus. Like that boy, the series. Game four. Yeah. 
Uh, this series, like, yeah, I mean, Nero technically KD wise had a worse performance than Assault did um, for yeah. LAG. But like, this series looks like a three-two, like super close. But overall, like, it seemed like it was early, early tournament jitters for Phase maybe, and it was a little bit close. And then all of a sudden, they just were like, yeah, okay, time to turn on the gas. And then they just destroyed them. They weren't even competitive at four and five. Yeah, but this is Boston, you know. They can't be the top teams or close out the games. Yeah, and now we got a roster change to boot. But Slasher uh, had a nice solid 10-1 and map 5 icing up. Um, yes, sir. You know he does. <laughs> yeah. Head down to losers round one, though. Teams get eliminated. We can talk about um, what their future looks like. First match uh, that we want to talk about losers being LA Thieves versus Florida. Thieves 3 0 Um Pretty simple match. Not shocking to me. Pretty I don't quick. think you're shocked. I don't think anybody shocked. is shocked. Um, Florida subs in Dave Patty for Brack. They don't get better at Hardpoint. They don't get better at Search. So that experiment should be over. Um, yeah. Granted, sure. I do think LA Thieves is a lot better team, but I, just, I don't think it makes a difference. I think Florida is just not a good team regardless of who they're playing. Yeah, whoever they put in is not working out and now, obviously, the roster change is happening. We don't have to talk about their roster change like we might with other teams because we already talked about it in the opener. But um, I'm hoping to at least see something like a, a multi-person change like we talked about because like mm-hmm. just swapping in a one-for-one Brack back in for Major Maniacs is going to do nothing for this team. Like You, you got to go. You got to go with something bold. Yeah. On the side of LA Thieves, though? Blow it up? Yeah. Uh, blow it up. <laughs> blow it up. I, I mean... I'm okay with blowing it up. I, I don't, I don't actually think. Nickel. I don't think is anybody even safe. Like to be honest, if you can get like players you really liked, I'd maybe yeah. be considering to get rid of Vickle. But like with the situation they're in, how they pay low salaries, mm-hmm. um, typically and aren't probably ever going to get like big time, big time players. I don't absolutely hate them just keeping Vickle since they probably have him under team control for two years. Or if he does start to pop, they have like a nice foundation for next year. But yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to just picking up four players they wanted because I mean. Screw it. What do you you got to lose? Yeah, for real. (laughs) And then LA Thieves, we'll talk about them more as we go on. But like this was the start of their loser's bracket run. Um, Had a pretty historic run, especially in control through the loser's bracket. Mm -hmm. But this was the start of it right here. And it was a a good catalyst. I feel like them going down and playing Florida after a tight loss to Optic is good because it was kind of like a a good launching pad for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, definitely woke up to the Optic series. Oh, can't lose anymore. (laughs) And then... The London boys got a little unlucky. They thought they were going to have a pretty winnable match against uh, Minnesota coming up, and then Subliners gets knocked down there. They have to play the defending Major 1 champs. Um, yeah, and this is pretty much, uh, this was just a, hey, we're better than you. We're just going to dominate you never respawn. You can have the search. It's basically what this series was. Yeah, the hey, side of New York. Hey, we're just running at you. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, like they basically, it seemed like they went into the series not even thinking about Search and Destroy, and they're like, we're just better than you. We're going to run you down in the respawns and just beat you 3 1. When we'll take yeah. the loss in Search if we win it, cool. If we don't, we know we're going to beat you. And that's basically mm-hmm. what happened in the series. It was dominating. Um, Wait, I don't think we can talk about New York too much because we'll talk about them like uh, when they get eliminated a little bit. But London, um, this got to be another blow it up team, right? Did you hear that? That listening, they just like weren't even commenting. Paul maybe said two words. It was bad. I didn't watch this one, but yeah, blow it up. Just just get rid of them all. I'm done with these people. Uh, the only one I'd say is like acceptable to keep. Uh, I mean, I'd be fine with scraps selfishly just because I like the personality. If they were good again, it'd be kind of fun. So like, I don't for no reason other than selfishly that like I want to see um, scraps content. Fine, you can keep them. But like yeah. Asim, I guess you can make an argument to keep him as well because I do think on the right team, he could be really good. But like, Paul, I'm I'm okay with Paul being gone. Nasty. I mean, if you're keeping Asim, I think you can only maybe keep one player on this team, so you kind of have to get rid of Nasty. If you want to keep Nasty, I guess because he's young and he is from um, the UK and everything. We know they like that. I guess mm-hmm. maybe you can keep Nasty, but nah, it's time to blow it up for this team. I don't exactly know who it is if they're going to dip into EU challengers and keep that theme going. But yeah, this team is. We knew this, but like this weekend confirmed it. They're not going anywhere. They they will never be able to compete with teams no. of the caliber of New York with this roster this year. Yeah, they're one and done about every tournament. Listen, yeah, tell them maybe blow it up. Maybe they get a, a lucky win if they get to play a team that's also like in shambles to the tournament or like a team that's in bad form or just a, a lucky matchup, but can't yeah. see it doing much more than that. Blow it up. Just get, some, get, just get four challenger EU players. Just let them go. 
I'm done yeah. with this team. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple more blowing up candidates play the next match. LAG versus Vegas. LAG takes them out 3-2. Um, really, really, really rough for Vegas because like, there's one thing they have. It's their search and destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lose a map 5. No, no ice. And they, they even took a hard point. Like, you told me Vegas is going to come and take a hard point. And I'd be like, all right, they're winning that series. That's usually how you feel because they're going to be able to win a couple searches. But um, not able to get the job done. The ARs, Temp and Clay, um, they really stepped it up. Oh, but the subs, Tej and Prolute, they really let them down this series. Lowest damage for each of them on the team. Uh, lowest kills, basically mm-hmm. less engagements. I mean, like Tej overall had less engagements than Clay. Um, so did Prolute. That just can't be a thing. Yeah, they they're moving slow. <laughs> like, why does there is zero world where any team Clay is ever on? He should have the highest engagements. That just should not be a thing. Well, it is a boy, slow boy one. Was frying, but... <laughs> yeah, he was frying. He was. Uh, hard point. But... Hard points were pretty. The first hard point was pretty close too, and second one. Yeah, second is one. it time to blow it up for this team though? Uh, as much I don't want to blow it up, but they might have to look for. Potentially someone else for one of the subs, I would say. Here's what I'll say. My part in this is it's it should be super easy to blow it up, like on paper, the way they've been performing. You should be like, yeah, blow it up, no doubt. But the one thing I would caution and be hesitant on for this team is Clay and Temp have got to stay, in my opinion. Like that's that's a very good AR duo. You need two good ARs in the way this yeah. game is right now. They gotta stay. I think Tej almost has to stay as well. And like I can see a world where you say getting rid of TJ and Prolude is risky. Some people might be like, what are you talking about? But like TJ and Prolude are both fantastic search and destroy players. Like yeah. top tier search and destroy players. I mean, um, even when he was having a bad series, TJ was ten and seven in that map two. I know Prolude was four and ten in map two, and what did he go? Two and six in map five, and TJ was two and seven. They all just basically got fried in that map five. And you can't yep. just take one map as a sample size. Like this team dominated this stage online in search and destroy. Um that's the one thing I would say is this team's formula is probably never, no matter what they make a roster change to, gonna be um gonna be predicated around like winning respawns. Yeah, I would say um, so. But it is gonna be predicated probably around always search and destroy. So it's tough to get rid of like your two best search players, get rid of one of them or both. Yeah. My idea for this roster though, I think they do have to make a change. I think it's a one person change. I think he seems to be very good friends with TJ from playing together last year. I think Capsidal comes in for Prolute. Yep. We know he's an excellent search and destroy player. Mm-hmm. I would argue he provides more slaying than Prolute in the respawns. Yep. Could help open up the map for Tej. So he gives you that slight boost in respawn, which like I think they're not terribly far off. Like they're usually pretty competitive, at least in response. He gives you that slight boost in slaying power and respawn and pace while also being a fantastic search player. I don't know. I think it's worth a try, and I don't think he'd be the most expensive, and I think he'd be pretty willing to look at this team because, uh, I mean, I from what I see on Twitter and everything, he seems to be very good friends with Tej. Yeah. I was thinking maybe it's like for Prolute, maybe uh, ace him if they can get him. Yeah, that could be an interesting one too, you know, the connection with uh, with Clay, obviously from the subliners days in Cold War. Yeah. But I don't know. That would uh, work. And he's a really good player too. The only thing that scares me with Asim is him and Tej are both prone to those random terrible games. Yeah. Which kind of gives you that same thing. And I, I think Cap would be a little bit less prone to that. But I'm also not opposed to that idea. I think that Asim idea is, is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could really work. The only problem is that you run into a lot more barriers with that one, obviously, with having to pay for a transfer or make a trade or like get him released or whatever with Capsule one, I don't think he's under contract long term for the thieves at all, so he basically comes free. Yeah. Unless London is blowed up, really sell their players, then it'll be easy. Yeah, that that would be nice for them. But uh interesting, uh interesting dynamic here for Vegas as you're like towing the line of do you want to blow up your team that was so amazing in search um yeah. for a risk? But I I think they should risk it because I just don't think this team's respawn upside is ever high enough to win. And I think if they added cap and get like a little higher that if they had that LAG major two run from last year in search, they could maybe make yeah. some noise. Also, we don't really have to say much about LAG um, because we'll talk about them. We already basically talked about their weekend, but our city's worth noting did break the hard point kill record in map one in this series with 42. That, that boy frying map one. 
Yeah, and I I mean, we know our seats can do that, but it was good to see him have a nice game. Um, it sure was, honestly. Maybe MVP consideration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not. Um, <laughs> let's go to next match. We got the last match of losers round one. Boston versus Seattle. Boston was able to get it done 3-1 at their home major. Eliminate Seattle, which the trend continues for Seattle. Second place to last place. Um, they just can never finish anything uh, with any form of consistency. I mm. think team might have been affected by, uh, you know, the whole red optic stuff. But still, can't really be an excuse. That boy accuracy had a 1.03. Sib actually had the worst KD on the team. But this series, I think the highlight of it... Um, has to be that map four, mm-hmm. the Albagra Fortress, which people were roasting Mac for this. Um, like, uh, people, if you outed yourself on the timeline saying that Mac like sucks or made like a stupid play, um, on this one and just like told me you didn't know COD because I mean, Mac in that situation, they get the wipe, they break the hill, it's one of the easiest hills to hold in terms of spawns. He knows they're probably spawning out, he calls in his crews, um, and on his view. There is nobody in the area, and he is dropping the cruise missile on two Boston players. Yeah. And I still don't know how. Nobody knows how. He basically dropped on. Even all the players from Boston were saying, like, yeah, we got lucky. Like, I the, the game trolled him. He drops on two Boston players' heads, and he gets two kills on himself. And I think it was accuracy or his teammate. Pretty sure it was accuracy. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, but, like, so. that, that was just crazy unlucky. Like, they probably should have won that map and forced the map five. Granted, I think Boston probably wins the map five. But still, like people roasted Mac for like a terrible play there. That that was that's a little ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunate scenes for Mac. The game screwed him over. Yeah, basically. I I don't really like know how how they got two piece on team, but yeah, happens. It was it was unreal. It, I I still don't understand how it happened, but like, I mean, just Seattle, Seattle's almost got to blow it up too at this point. Like they're just not playing that well together. It just it's just not happening for them in search hey. and destroy, especially. I know they they gotta they gotta get rid of some players, not named the Pred or Sid probably. I just don't know where they go though, because like they're they're, they're kind of like stuck. <laughs> I just yeah I don't I don't know where they go because like you don't want to make long term investments because you don't know what your roster can look like next year. You're probably losing Pred and Sib at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. You can find a guy out there maybe and take a chance for Mac, but I still strongly believe, and I I probably will believe forever. I think Mac's a really good player. He's definitely definitely not bad. I think his like his stats remind me of a lot like uh this is gonna sound weird, I'm not comparing to this player, but like a karma on the dynasty. Like Karma was consistently putting up stats in the in the point nine like point nine five range, basically consistently never having like crazy overall tournaments or series besides one here and there where he'd pop off, but like he's just doing everything in terms of the dirty work, because he has Pred and Sib, very similar to like a scump and form world. They're just running around, and their main focus is just kill everything. Yep. And like, that's kind of what scump and formal would do, and Karma was just like left to pick up the pieces and do all the dirty work while his teammates killed everything, and like there aren't that many kills left on the map, where like that's kind of feels like the same thing for Mac, like he is left being a complete gap filler, and he's a super unselfish player, so he's just doing it all, gap filling, and you know, just doing his job, doing the dirty work while Pred and Sib go kill everything. So, like, of course his stats are never going to look amazing because he's got two of the best slayers just running around getting all the kills. I think Mac's really good. I, I also think Mac's above average from what you could get. I don't know who you would you even get. That's though. the thing. Like, <laughs> in order to replace somebody, you have to have somebody that's better. And, like, I just don't know if there's an obvious choice that's better than Mac out there. Like, I think skill-wise, his choice is better than accuracy, but I also think like with these players, they can get a little like chicken with their head cut off sometimes. I think accuracy mm-hmm. does a really good job of organizing them. Yeah. It's like, yes, I do think that a change could easily be made and probably should be made, but man, it feels weird to drop Mac. Uh, and even accuracy. like It's, it's just going to be weird if they do it. Yeah, well, I mean, if they pack a punch in the offseason for City, maybe. <laughs> should have done that. Yeah, should have done that this offseason, this past one. Yeah. And then yeah, we kinda, might be talking about a different story. They're kind of just stuck in certain keep their teams kind of rely on the Kobe Shaq to literally just win them games. Well, actually, Mac did the dirty work. Yeah, you made the RC's point. I'll also argue, like, hey, I mean, could reach out to Slasher too. Yeah, obviously, would have taken the phase off for if he got it, but like, if you'd reach out to him early enough, could have reached mm-hmm. out to Slasher too. 
Yeah, definitely. Man, it'd be nice if they would have actually done anything for Octane. Could have kept Octane on this roster. <laughs> oh, man. That, yeah, just imagine. Yeah. That team would be nasty. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. moving on from Seattle, it could be a potential blow up candidate, but it is an interesting one because there's no obvious, clear, terrible players. We obviously know the two guys that aren't getting dropped. That's Siv and Pred, but you can make arguments for both Accuracy and Mac that they should stay, and that's how this team just goes. They go second to 12th, but I think this time might be different just because of the whole roster roster drama. Just shenanigans. Yep. Yeah. Um, up on the winner's side, uh, not a whole lot to talk about with the Optic versus, uh, versus Minnesota series, to be honest, unless you really want to, because, I mean, it was just overall a pretty dominant series from Rocker, like a pretty boring series. Yeah. Um, they bullied them pretty hard in the, in the map one by 60 and handled them in the control and the search as well. Yep. Not a, not a whole lot. And the object doesn't get eliminated. Yeah. I, mean, I don't got much to say in this. Yeah, look at the series. Dash, he was the best in the team with a point eight nine. Nearly had a point five. Hook had a point seven. Shots had a point six. Everybody else on the side. Afro and Bansa subdue on Minnesota had one point sixes. Yeah. Um, it was just dominant series. And shout out to Rocker there. They're in form. They played insane in this match. They are. They're coming to life. Um, this was the day that we were like kind of going to breeze by, to be honest, overall, because it was like the 3-0 day. It was all five matches were 3-0. Um, the 3-0 cheese. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to bounce back and forth between like the winners uh, round two and the elimination round two here, but Ultra versus um, FaZe in winners round two. FaZe also just absolutely dominated this series. Um, this was like a statement series to me because like it seemed like Scrappy was just like talking. He was probably going to talk wild about FaZe and they said, mm-hmm. now we're going to beat you by 100 and hard points, 6-1 you in search and 3-0 you on control. This was dominant. I mean, this dude. That, that's uh, the FaZe we know. <laughs> yeah, this dude's still in 1.65, BZ 1.58. You know, Slasher with a casual 1.3 for the third worst KD on his team yeah. in the series. You know, Simp had a 1.1, easily the worst on his team. That's unreal. Um, but this series, like, if you're watching it, you'll understand why we don't have much to say in it because, like, it literally just, it wasn't, I wouldn't even consider it a series. This was an absolute domination. This was FaZe playing some ranked play kids. Literally, FaZe just said, yep, we're FaZe. You're trying to at the end of the day. Yeah, which I'm still pissed at myself. I obviously picked Optic to win this event. And, you know, I said the entire time before this stage and, like, leading up, I was like, I have a feeling this is the one that FaZe finally bounced back. Uh, and they win it. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I was completely right if I would have just stuck with my guns, and I didn't. Yeah. And yeah, that's what you get. Well, we should we should have picked Faze since Slash is basically the king of major two for the last two years now. <laughs> and, I, and I had a feeling it was going to happen, and I just didn't do it. I'm stupid. Go with the gut. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then in elimination round two, another three zero L A thieves over uh, over New York. This almost kind of surprising, obviously, because once again, Thieves struggling a little more and New York obviously been amazing this year up to this point, but um, kind of a nice series from Mr. Jaraza. Um, Draza. This was obviously, though, a better series than the other three. I was like, maps very tight. A four-point hard point, uh, a 6-4 search, and a 3-2 on hotel control. Mm-hmm. Um, Slaying-wise, you know, basically outslayed. Um, were the thieves in map one, but they were able to, you know, use the good old teamwork they have. Uh, and when the map draws popped off, baby. <laughs> yeah, draws popped off in the map two and the map three as well. And we mentioned this in every series. It was kind of the theme of their losers run. Envoy was just picking up all the big kills. It seemed like yep. in every map, it was like Envoy might not have been playing the best. He's maybe neg five, but like he'd pop up with a random two piece. That'd be like, you know, Somebody's going to look at this map and see that Envoy had a .95 and think he just had an average game, but like literally he had the game-winning kills like in multiple times we saw it. That was, that was him the whole weekend. Yeah. I mean, for the side of New York, who we're talking about with the loser here, we like to talk about maybe the loser of the series a little more because they're the one getting eliminated. Our last chance to talk about them. I really don't have much. I think this was just a culmination of some steam kind of running out because they had been so good for so long so far this year. Also the travel day issues that they had mentioned they had, like they were in the airport for hours and hours and hours had to sleep there. They lost their stuff on the way there. Like just a mess of a travel weekend for them with all the, the weather delays and stuff coming out of Texas. I'm just at a panic level zero for New York. I think they're going to bounce right back. It's just yeah. odd circumstances and a tough weekend. I think it'll be, it'll be good for them. A little, little reality, reality check for them. 
and not just make another run to finals or something. And also, like, they lost to a Minnesota team that looked like one of the best teams in the game um, this weekend, and then a Thieves team who also looked like one of the better teams. So their two losses were to two teams that finished top three else. I like the loss bums. They didn't lose to just, yeah. like, Florida or something. Good teams overall, yeah. Yeah. Um, then our last losers round two match was Boston versus LAG. Another 3-0. It's kind of a, a theme here for a little bit that we'll mention. Boston versus LAG, 3-0. Um, Awakening oh. was the man in the series. Big wake. Yeah, and it was, you know, somewhat close maps-wise. 250-228, in search, and 3-2 in the control. But I really never felt at any point in the series um, that LAG had a chance, despite the score lines in the matches. It just seemed like they were outclassed in the series. And like we said earlier with them, Time to blow it up. Yep. Let's see what they uh, do, though. That's a real question. Yeah. Uh, then we're moving on to... Let's go to Elimination Round 3 quick. Boston um, Crowd also 2 OP. <laughs> yeah. Boston Crowd was was turning up for them. That's good to see. I always love that. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing that home crowd turn up for the team that... Um, the team that they're they're supporting, you know, usually it's always been Optic wherever they went, but now when you see a home crowd, they usually are supporting them, even over yep. Optic, which is nice to see. Um, but in elimination round three, then we had Ultra versus LA Thieves. Thieves come out three zero. Them Ultra got hit with a double three zero back to back for them. Kind of tough. Um, yeah, it was just they got their, their mental shatter after the phase series. And Octane came on, dominated in this series. Draza Envoy, you know, Kenny was the only one that really underperformed, but like he even tweeted, like, hey, my teammates are just popping off. I was kind of there running around. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say a quick tweet from Octane. He said, GG's, GG's Toronto. That's a 10 in the dunk contest alley from FaZe. <laughs> Watch yeah. <some> facts. <laughs> yeah. <Some> like, facts. <laughs> Ultra was probably just absolutely just lost full from like they got up. They were excited for their winners round two match, like take out FaZe. Like, Establish themselves, which I also saw phase improve to eight and no on land against Ultra. That's ridiculous. Um yes. considering how good Ultra has really been over the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. It's like the second half of MW, how good they've been. They've never beaten phase um on land. Eight and no, that's dominant. Um, but yeah, I agree. This was kind of an assist from phase, but also like kind of a flaw on Toronto. Like you gotta be able to regain. You're gonna have tough losses in tournaments, so you're not gonna just run your way yeah, through winners really? every time. Like you gotta be able to regain. I know, yeah. Also, I saw some tweets this weekend from Stanley saying, who pulled the fire alarm or there's a fire in our hotel? Had yeah, dude was, holler in. <laughs> yeah, it happened like multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that man. is some odd stuff, but like, yeah. Toronto, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as New York. Not panicked at all. I still think, obviously, it's a top-tier team. Um, yep. You'll probably see them hanging around at the end of events for basically the entire season, but this just... Just odd. Like, you can't be losing composure like that. Maybe that's a maturity factor of a pretty young team. It's got to come into place over the next few weeks, but weird for them to just, like, lose full like that. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yet another 3-0 um, on that Saturday. Optic 3 0 in Boston to send them all day. It effectively ends in his career. Um, it, it, it really was. Yeah, was. but Nero was the only one that really popped on the side of Boston. Zinni had a, a rough series on his way out with a .75. Um, this was the Shotzi series. He was kind of running around and having his way. Maybe he got a little bit too much momentum for their loss coming up that we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but overall, Shotzi 40 and 23 going for that that record. Uh, this map one was insane, though. Dashy. Ooh, um, the big kills at the end. Yeah, he popped off at the end. This is like this is one of those things again where you just like you gotta watch maps. Like you look at this, Dashy went 29 and 36 for the lowest KD on his team, you know. Second highest damage, you know, like you know, Dashy, yeah, he, he had a solid series, but um, you think maybe not the best because overall, 0.86, like his worst series in the weekend by far. But oh my god, that hard point, he won in the game, he dropped in, got that two or three piece, and like just making plays, staying alive on the hill was the big thing. He didn't allow them to just push right away because he was just finessing and staying alive, giving um, his teammates time to get there. But insane map, and Optic takes him out 3 0, and you know, we've yeah, already he, talked about Breach. He, yeah, popped over the good old like Nero, little cross him up cheese. Yeah, and it was an insanely good play, insanely good job. I think the most underrated part of that is him staying alive. Like obviously he picked up the kills that everybody's gonna look at, but the fact that he was able to stay alive so long and just not allow Boston to touch the hill while his teammates got there. I know, literally stay stay alive, get the kills, and then you just 
You know, you, you think he's gonna die to Vivid, he just doesn't. He just kills him somehow. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, like, insane stuff out of them. Boston, we don't have a lot to say about them losing because we've already kind of talked about it with uh, the methods retiring and the, and the roster change thing, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, Beans is gonna come in. I wonder yep. if they look to make a second change. You know, Vivid has been so inconsistent. As much as I love what he brings to a team with his pacing, maybe getting a more consistent second sub because Nero does seem to pop off more than Vivid and also yeah. brings a good pace. Maybe like they go back and beg Cap to come back to them as well. Maybe do like a I'm Cap sure. Nero um, sub duo with Awakening and Beans. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah. Could see something like that, definitely, but. Um, we'll have to see what Boston does. Uh, then we move on to our top four here, I believe. Um, in elimination round four, we had Optic and Thieves meet up. This was a very interesting series because Thieves wins at three one, but like, uh, like we mentioned, like so close. Optic got a three zero in this series. Yeah, they got definitely three zero. Um, it was kind of a situation of. Um, just trolling maps. Obviously, um, Optic wins that uh, that map one, and then they troll the search and destroy. Not necessarily like a full troll, but they did lose round eleven. You know, they had a lead in the map. Uh, then the control uh, Shotzi, they had it basically locked up. He runs forward in that top building on Bagra, like yeah. past like what we would call like the fifty yard line, like the line you can't cross. Um, right, for right whatever reason, gets super aggressive. Yeah, he gets killed. Dashi also kind of runs up way too far, gets killed. That allows him to get an opening. They win the offense, and then Optic ends up losing the map. Just like mistakes you can't have. Like Shotzi, basically, I think he sniffed the blood in the water and wanted to get the win on the board, just ran out to go get a highlight play instead of just playing smart for the win, and it, it cost him the map. And mm-hmm. in all honesty, probably the series. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then even in the hard point, they lose by, what, seven points? It's like 250 to 243, because um, Kenny comes up the ladder for free, just maybe like a breakdown in the comms um, with how yeah. Hectic goes getting at the end there, and he just walks up like the one spot you should for sure be watching for free, gets the kill on the hill, they break, and then they win 250 to 243. Yeah, yeah definitely. These are, these are, these are, they're, they're frowned, though. Yeah, I mean... Now, on the side of Optic, like your first land together with that roster, they looked incredible. They could have very easily won um, this series, no doubt in anybody's mind. So they yeah. would have been e- a top three. So I think this team has a lot to look forward to going forward as they, they gel more and respawns. Search, they already look fantastic. But yeah. as they gel more and respawns. They, they did get top four, but you know they didn't like practice too much, I believe, before. The, before so No, and like, like we said, top three was easily in the cards, and you never know what could have happened after that. Yeah. Uh, then let's jump to winners finals because that obviously happened before losers finals. Um, and winners finals, phase versus Minnesota. Man, Minnesota had this in the bag, up five three in game five, and they lose yeah. three straight to go down to losers. And then from that point, everybody should have known they were probably going to lose losers finals. Yeah, you don't just lose that and then come back instantly basically to win nah <laughs> yeah and i mean i don't know i'm this tournament could have completely changed if minnesota wins this i don't know i think they might win the tournament like, i definitely think so i would i, mean, th- I would think thieves would be facing the elimination finals if that happened then yeah and like crazy how things change like that one three round stretch of search and destroy went from us saying minnesota is probably the favorite to winning it and phase gets third to phase winning it and Minnesota got third. Yeah. <laughs> like everything flips on its head so much. Um but Minnesota's gotta close it out. Overall though, um phase shows insane composure that we want to see them have. Like we got a couple people in our comment section that were talking about how Simp and Abizi don't have the ice on Sundays. And I always thought it was just ridiculous. They just had had a tough run where they got a lot of second places and some fluky titles, but um we know Simp and Abizi can get it done on Sunday. Obviously, Abizi was cooking this whole event. Simp won the MVP. Um, there's no reason these guys are who they are. Selium had a 1.31 for... Uh, he had a 1.3 or better for the fifth time in his career that now breaks his own record of four. And like I think it's formal, and somebody else have three events. Um, with three plus. Selium yeah. mm-hmm. has five now. I mean, guy's unreal. They take him out. Insane composure out of them, but they sent Minnesota down to our Elam finals where they played Thieves and were 3-0'd. Uh, I mean, are you shocked by this one? I wasn't shocked after the way they lost. 
I'm definitely not shocked at that. These are these are cooking and Minnesota lose a heartbreaker like that. And Afro had a really rough series against these in that one. Yeah, he did. Um but overall I I mean I don't Sorry, really like Go ahead. Yeah. It's definitely better than I thought. Yeah, I would say so, honestly too. Definitely better than I thought coming in. Like I did think Minnesota always has the talent to make that run, but yeah, I didn't necessarily think I'd see it this early, and especially against like some of the caliber of teams they were beating. Obviously, on their run, they took out um, on New York. They took out an optic, and then they should have taken out a phase. And then they obviously fall to LATs. I'm going to kind of discount that one a little bit because the way they had lost, I don't think they were maybe fully in it. They probably had lost full, but like, let's say they would have closed that series against phase like they should have. They probably would have beat like what going into this tournament. We said our top four teams are probably what optic phase, New York and Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they would have beaten New York dominated optic three Oh, and then beaten phase on their way to the finals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say that that would be a pretty good overall weekend um, for Minnesota, even with the game five round 11 loss. I feel like they've got some good, good stuff to build off that they can't regress. They have to continue mm-hmm. to play. Um, as well as they did in respawn this weekend to continue yeah. to do this, it was a great uh, bounce back from major one. Oh, one hundred percent. Obviously, no blow it up as Aix was saying earlier for this team um, in the year, but I- I'm excited to see what they do going forward as they yep. got dominated three zero by Thieves. Then we move on to the finals. Thieves versus Phase. We both had Phase in the finals, so, you know, so we were a little bit right there. Um, Man, if only Optic would have been. In. Oh, yeah, we could have. Could have both had that right there, but this was a this was a fun final. It was an entertaining final. It was. Um, I think we all know what the turning point of the series was. I think you know. I think I know. I think maybe the series goes differently if that doesn't happen that way. But be easy, man. Yeah. The one v two to force around eleven in that map five. That was the turning point of the series to me. From there on yep. out, phase had it. Um, obviously, yeah, thieves could have still won the round eleven, and that could have changed things. But like thieves had that one. They had that map one. They were going to go up three two, and I think. Going into control, I even though I know Phase won that control, I feel like Thieves might have won that control, that map six, had they won the map five, just because yeah. they had been so dominant in control the entire weekend. They're, they're like, the steam steam ran off towards the end, especially yeah, and after that BZ 1v2. Yeah, and I mean, interestingly enough, I don't believe Phase won a hard point in this final. Won a couple controls uh, and a couple searches. Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah, they won map two, five, or two, four, five, six. The two and five obviously being searches, and the the um, three and six being controls. Um, did, did they, they lose a, a search at all this weekend? They, I want to say they lost one, but I, I can't they remember. They lose one to Minnesota, maybe? I yeah, can't I can't remember. remember, but I believe they lost one. But if they did, it was like one they only lost. It might have. Yeah. Because um, we would have heard about the meet undefeated, like the LAG team, I believe. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. But I can't remember. I think it was only one they lost, though. Um, But anyways, like, crazy series out of them. That obviously was the turning point to me. Um, Was a BZ getting that 1v2, a crazy 1v2 at that. To force round 11, they win that, and they go on. Slasher pops like an 18,000 piece in the final control point he popped three i just don't know how he literally laid in the same spot and they kept <laughs> running out and dying to him it's not like they were like super rushed on time they needed to get there but like they were there and had the touch yeah they had to focus on kills um that'd be nelly thieves and they just didn't do it and slasher just laid there got the kills phase closes it out for two it was a pretty entertaining final though a lot of close maps the map one was, was absurd i thought the map one might have been like okay lfts are gonna win this because phase had an absolute breakdown and blew a big lead in that hard point uh, yep. choked it but overall good final yeah it was a really good final i was very entertained by it and i I did feel like overall like it was probably our two best teams in the weekend like i would say maybe minnesota but like you gotta tip la thieves they were in losers round one and made a amazing run to make it to finals they obviously dominated through control and like sometimes losers round one or losers runs can be fluky because you don't play the best teams but like Looking at Thieves' run, I mean, they obviously played Florida first, but from Florida, they beat New York, a top team. They beat Ultra, a top team. Mind you, they beat both of them 3-0. Then 
Then they beat Optic 3-1. And then they take out Minnesota, another top team, 3-0. So their losers run, um, if you include the Florida match, they went what? 9-0, 12-1. Yeah, 15-1 and map count on route That's to the finals. Insane. Like, insane losers run. Yeah. This team is just, oh, they're so good. They just play so well together. Octane's so good in the comms. It's like, yeah, I know. When they hit form, they're a tough team to beat simply because they're probably going to have better comms and just better teamwork than you. Yeah, trust, they trust each other too since they've been playing for a little bit now. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they can replicate that. We know they've had some consistency issues, but I would say after seeing them make this run and Kenny maybe not feeling 100% yet, like they're on their way to becoming like that established team. It's like every... Yeah. um. Every time they're playing, it's like, yeah, we know they're on the way. Like they're probably going to be really good. They're going to find a way to sneak top four, because um, you know that team is very good. And we were reminded of that this weekend again when maybe some of us were starting to forget about them and kind of throw them to the back burner. Yeah, I would just say is whatever whatever Shane brings to that team, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, helps them a lot because well, they're, they're bad ever since. And then he came in there since then they've been pretty damn good 100 percent. yep um expecting to see more rosters so that's basically it for our bracket talk um expecting to see more roster news throughout the week i would assume that florida are not going to be the only team um yeah making changes i would think potentially we could see a second change on boston in the works not guaranteed but you could potentially see it i think we could see a london change you could see an lag change so Florida, London, LAG, you can maybe even see a Boston extra change. Um, maybe looking at some of the other teams, you could see a Vegas change. We could maybe see a surge change. Yeah. Maybe. But so the, only, like... the only teams that are safe right now probably are, are your, your Minnesota, your Optic, your Subliners, your Thieves, your Ultra. Yeah. I think I don't think I miss anybody. The, yeah, Optic, Thieves, Subliners, Rocker. Ultra phase the top six ish teams we'd argue they're probably all safe. Other than that, mm-hmm. Boston's obviously making a change. Like I would say, like Boston is unlikely to make an extra change, maybe on top of Beans. But the other five: London, Florida, LAG, Vegas, Surge, all definitely on the chopping block. So next week, if stuff happens, we'll definitely be talking about that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely gotta look at that team changes. It's you know that not working out. Yeah, I mean, so who knows? I mean, next week, our plan roughly for the pod is to do our predictions because obviously we have this weekend off from matches and then the next weekend is matches kick right back off um, for qualifiers. So our plan roughly is to go into that um, next week, make our predictions for the weekend and then do our player tier list following the major that we wanted to do each time, but could lead to a pretty long episode if we also have roster rumors. So maybe we'll figure that out. Maybe we'll do like, two separate recordings, upload them on separate days, do like the pod with news, roster rumors, um, roster mania stuff, and uh, match predictions and do like a separate episode that we upload the next day with um, like a tier list or something. We'll figure it out, but look out for a tier list next week of the players as well as um, rumored rosters. It's just sometimes tough too when maybe six players are getting dropped to do the tier list with dropped players. It's kind of tough. Yeah. We'll have, to see, uh, we'll have to see how that kind of plays out, but that's pretty much all we've got for this one. Wanted to cover the news in uh, the bracket, but Brock, you got anything else before we wrap up? Um, I just want to say, that, man, if if Simpin and BJ pull like that, the league's on notice again. Yeah, I mean, Simpin and BJ pulling like that, Slasher was doing his job in search and destroy. The team looked dominant, and like, is that not the scariest part? Like, they were shaky and hard point at times this weekend. Yeah, if they fixed it, yeah, oh my. They were blowing some hard points. They were, you know, choking some leads. Uh, they were looking like shaky, like that in hard point. Um, watch out, because I don't think, I don't think they're gonna be able to go whatever ten and one or whatever they were in search mm-hmm. every weekend. Like I don't think they're gonna be able to do that good because like that's unreal. But man, if they're playing like this uh, in search, um, playing as well as they were in control, but then also you add on uh, the potential of how good their hard point could be. Yeah, you're not wrong. League is on notice with those guys frying like that. I just want to say it's crazy how how you know a person likes this game better than let's say Vanguard changes a team. If you like, <laughs> yeah, BZ. With a BZ. Yeah, 
New motivation yep. for the team potentially too with the roster change. Yep. Other than that, I got nothing else really. Yeah, that's gonna do it for this one. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you did on the audio platforms, be sure to drop a follow, drop a five star review. Uh, if you're on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Help us get to that 1,000 subscriber goal um, before the end of the season. That's really the ultimate goal. And you know we're about 90, 92 somewhere in there subs away from that. So um, if you guys are watching, listening, and enjoying, and not subbed, drop a sub. We'd appreciate it. We'll see you next week with. Um, for sure, the predictions, we'll have to see how roster rumors go, how settled they are in order to do a tier list of the players. It kind of gets shaky with players going in and out and who we want to include, especially considering there are players we haven't seen. So maybe we'll consider just doing it with all the players that are in. If not a ton of roster changes have been made, we'll just go ahead and go forward with it. But um, it'll get interesting the more players get swapped out. But yeah, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed. And we will see you next week with another episode. Thanks for watching.